Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Good morning. My name is Gabby. For those of you who don't know me, I am one of the leaders here. And I am so excited that I get to be up here. Sometimes it's like a, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like I'm observing myself up here. And I'm like, this is so funny. Like, I never thought that I'd be here. And every time I just become more and more grateful for the opportunity to allow myself to become a vessel in a different way. I lead a centering prayer quite often, and that's like my safe space. And God thankfully has shown me that I'm able to work in that way, right, to guide and meditate and to ground people. Um, But in this setting, it's very interesting because I get to be creative, and I get to share the truths that have downloaded within me through my experiences with God, and then I get to articulate it to you guys and hopefully make sense of what's going on in my soul and my heart. So today's message is called Co-Creators, and I want to share how this kind of came to be. So this year, a lot changed for me. Um, If you guys were here from my last message, I shared really what I was going through, but I'll reshare in short. So this year, I went through a breakup. I lost my job. I was lucky enough to move back in with my parents but that's still a shift. Um, Oh yeah, and I lost the identity that I was so attached to. So you can say that my world kind of flipped upside down. Uh, But because I have in my toolbox so many spiritual teachings and knowings, what kind of went into overdrive was like, well, if God is putting me through this, it's for something good. So I was like, okay, that means I'm fine. Um, I understood that I have to flow with life and not fight against it. So I was surrendering to it. So I was kind of doing this in the beginning so much that I was really just ra- walking around like everything was fine. I wasn't acknowledging also just like the grief of when you lose something that you're so connected to. So I would say back in July. So my life switched up let's say March, it hit in July, the reality of, oh, a lot has changed for you, Gabby, and you feel it. So all the feels came in, and I started to just, one day I literally woke up, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm depressed. And I've never really used that word before. Um, You know, I just hadn't had that feeling. But something within my spirit told me, Gabby, you're sad. And it's something deeper than just like feeling blue. It's almost like this cloud is hovering over you, this little dark cloud. And for some reason, you're not able to see the light anymore. So I remember calling one of my best friends and I was like, I'm depressed. What do you do? I'm like, this hasn't happened to me before. Like, what do we do? We go out. Do we dance? Like, and she's like, no, girl, you need to cry. I'm like, oh, I have to feel my feels. It's getting hot in here. So then I was, you know, it was a lot. And then I sat with God. 
And once I kind of released the emotion and shared what I was feeling, I sat with God and I received this message that was, what if you being depressed is your unalignment to me? And I sat with that and I was like, well, what do you mean, God? I believe in you. I'm so faithful to you. I, I know that you're real. And I heard this voice, this feeling inside of me say, you can believe in me. You can trust in me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're aligned with the energy of me, the God conscious energy. And when that sat in my being, I was like, oh, so I can realign with you. Maybe there's just been a disalignment. So I ended up going to Dominican Republic that weekend. And of course, I got filled with so much love and I just was able to kind of charge myself back up in a way. And I was able to realign. So I started to kind of sit with this and I was like, what if when we are feeling anxious or feeling sad or feeling anything opposite from love, it really means that we just have to connect ourselves back to that energy and allow ourselves to not not feel, but to understand that we, because God lives in us, we're always able to tap into that energy. And through that energy, we're able to create. So then I sat with myself and I'm like, all right, God, so if everything's planned out, then I don't have to do anything, right? Because you have the plan. And I heard this little voice inside of me laugh and just say, why would I put you here to not create, to not do, to not want, to have desires? And when I felt this inside of me, I was like, oh, hold on. I think I tapped into something new because we learn a lot about manifesting, and manifesting is true. But what if we did this with the understanding that God already put everything within us, all of our heart's desires, God has placed there. He's just wanting to see how you make it happen, right? That's the artistry of God. He doesn't want it to all be the same or else we'd all be the same. He created all of us individually, uniquely, with our own set of desires and beliefs and wants. And now he's like, go out, my children, Go play, paint me something new, show me how you can create the desire that I placed in your heart. So I was like, what does this mean? So let's look at what co-creation means. Co-creation with God is a concept that suggests that human beings as co-creators have the ability to work alongside or in harmony with the divine to bring about positive change in the world. Now, co-creation can be both positive and negative, but I want to kind of highlight more so on the positive. Now, all of these slides are on the Bible app. I wanted to remind y'all because there are a lot today and I don't want you to lose focus. Uh, so I wanted to kind of hone in on the positive because with God, we are able to create so much. And sometimes we think that our desires, actually, let me rephrase this. There is a big difference between the desires of the ego and the desires of the heart and the soul. And I think once we start to truly connect and understand that, then you're not fearful of the desire that's been placed in your heart. It may seem wild. You may not understand it. But for some reason, this seed has been placed inside of you. And God wants you to go ahead and water it and see how it uh, manifests itself. In uh, Proverbs 3, 6, it says, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So what does that mean to truly submit to God? If God is the alpha and the omega, all that is and all that isn't, the beginning and the end, then that means that we can surrender and become anything. 
There are no limitations when it comes to God, which means there are no limitations to yourself. When we truly know this and root ourselves in this knowing, you can create the heaven that you're wanting. You can create anything that you want into this world, but you have to understand that you have that energy within you, that you can tap in to that God conscious energy to create this. I wanna share with you some ways that you're able to truly co-create with God. So the first one will be unity with Christ. Unity with Christ allows human beings to collaborate with a higher power. This partnerships allows individuals to participate in the ongoing process of creation and contribute to the unfolding of the universe. The most important thing is to understand that without Christ, it's not gonna happen the way that it's supposed to. And that is a knowing that we really have to start to understand because it actually gives us the power. When we understand that everything that we are doing is with Christ, in Christ, we are able to, there are, there, it's boundless, right? It's really limitless. If you have ever gone out into nature and looked at the Grand Canyon or looked out into an ocean and you see the magnificence of this world, understand that that magnificence lives within you, within you. If you're super into the stars and looking at the universe and space, that's you as well. God mirrors us, but we don't see ourselves in that way because we are not as connected to Christ. When we're constantly living life with Christ, you understand that there are no limitations and that we are able to be and create anything that we want. In John 15, 5, 8, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to my disciples. So you see, the reason that we're connected to God is because he wants us to bear fruit. He wants us to create. He wants us to produce and to do all the things that we want. But when we disconnect ourselves from Christ, that's when we start to feel like we're not able to create a lot of things. What really caused me to realize that I was in a depressive state was because I had no desire to create. My creativity, my sense to wanna commune with people, wanting to create classes for people to come flow with me, I had no desire to do that. And I think that's the number one thing that you can really realize is when you're not in creation, there is an unalignment, there is a disconnection from the divine, from the source, because the source is the creator. God is a creator. He is creative and he is the creative energy in you. So when you're not creating, you gotta understand that there's been some disconnection. But the best part is, is that we disconnected, he did not disconnect. So all that means is hop back in, bring yourself right back. It seems so scary, it seems like we've gone so far from God when you're feeling these lower vibrational energies, right? When we're feeling sad and depressed and angry or fearful, it almost feels like God is so far and we have no idea where to find him. But the truth is, it's within ourselves, in our inner world that God lives. And all we really have to do is sit with ourselves for a moment and remind ourselves that we're connected and that we too can bear fruit. 
So there's free will and responsibility as well. Individuals are not passive recipients of divine intervention, but rather active participants in shaping their lives and the world around them. This entails making choices, taking actions, and accepting the consequences. When we live in a state where we're like, well, God does everything. I'm, an, I'm not in control. Yes, you're not in control, but you are working with God. So it's important when we sit here and we learn and we meditate and we connect, you start to understand higher truths. You start to, um, you're just more aware and more conscious to how God wants you to live. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be accepting. He wants us to be bold in our faith too, which means follow your dreams. Listen to that little seed that he put inside of you, right? So when we, ha we have to also honor that part too because sometimes we just let everything go, which is great, flow with life. But understand too that if you are connected to God, if you live by his word and his knowing and the truth of the love inside of you, that is your responsibility now that you know it. This conscious energy that we've experienced, now we have to also live it out. That's important too. That's gonna take you to the next level. That's gonna be, you're gonna be able to tap into something that now life isn't just happening to you, but you're actually creating with life. And now when things, when doors open and things happen, you're not so surprised and you understand that it's not a coincidence because you spoke it because God put the desire in your heart and he's just telling you, be faithful, be patient because it's gonna show up. But we don't even speak it because we're like, oh, that's too crazy. What, me? I get to be on stage and speak? Oh, that's too crazy. Oh, you want to work with a cool team? Or, you know, there's, I was actually telling Danny the other day, I'm like, I say a lot of things out loud. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But a lot of times when I truly speak something that's a desire in my heart, it happens. And I kind of like saying it out loud to someone because then they can remind me, do you remember when you said that, that you wanted something to happen? So it's those reminders that we have to be bold and believe that God wants everything for you. Nothing is too big for God. Not for you because you're his kid. You're his child. He wants you to have it all. Uh, the next one, our thoughts. So this one's really cool. I was reading uh, Conversations with God. I don't know if you guys have read this book. Such a great book. Um, and this is really important to know. Our thoughts are creative and our words are productive. And our thoughts and our words together are magnificently effective in giving birth to our reality. So every human, every human thought is based on two things, fear or love. I mean, it usually is. Either we don't believe because we're fearful of the thought of it being too grand for ourselves or we feel it in love and we understand that, wait, I think God is putting this in my heart. So in those two thoughts, when we have our first belief, let's say, I'm trying to think of, I don't want to only share my dreams, but I love teaching yoga and I love doing it uh, for athletes. So we have a really cool team, the Miami Dolphins, and I would love to work with an elite team like that. So when this feeling came into my heart, my first thought was, wait, can I really do this? Like, could I really ever do something like that? If my sponsoring thought is limiting, the thought itself it negates it. So your sponsoring thought has to believe in faith that whatever the thought is, that seed, that desire, 
you have to trust that it can actually happen or else you already limited it. God also wants to understand or to know that you know that it can happen. So have you ever heard that God only gives you um, like what you can handle, right? So you're saying that you want the love of your life to walk through the doors, but you yourself haven't even loved yourself yet. So your sponsoring thought behind me wanting the husband of my dreams actually is limited because I haven't even experienced true love within myself. Does that make sense? So understand that whatever you want, whatever your desire is, the thought behind the thought has to be strong in faith or else just think it again later because that one is not, I'm sorry. It's just you have to trust and you have to believe. That's how God works. So there's creativity and purpose as well. Co-creation involves using one's creative abilities and gifts to fulfill a greater purpose. It encourages individuals to recognize their unique talents and apply them in ways that align with the divine plan. Have you ever thought about why you have a unique skill or gifting? Every single person sitting here, whether you've tapped into it or not, you have a unique skill or gifting. And part of this purpose of this grand plan is for us to become it. The gift that God gave you, God is waiting for you to become and to be able to truly be this great gift. What if I told you that life actually isn't a school? Oh my gosh, I know, that's what everyone says. So I had, I was reading and I had a different perspective. What if life is not a school because there's nothing to learn, but rather to become? Because the knowing already lives inside of us. It is more so just the remembering of it. And how can we remember if we don't experience and become? You see, the soul already knows everything. God's, I mean, if we're being very honest, what does God not know? God is everything, right? So we already know, but now God's like, can you experience it? I want to live it through you. And that's the soul's journey in this life is to experience the knowing that's already within ourselves. So we can do this by being creative and connecting with our dharma, our purpose. And by connecting with this, like people that can sing. Oh my gosh, I wish I could sing. When I see people singing up here and worshiping, you can feel all of God's energy. You feel God in their voices and it's hard to explain because it's a feeling. And the soul's language is feeling. The soul's language is not of words because words, we are limited actually by our words. God can't be encompassed in words, but by feeling he can, we can feel God inside of us. So that's what I want you guys to think about is to really connect with God, to really embrace all of God within ourselves. We must be creative. We must be connected to our gifting and not shy away from whatever it is that you're good at, whether it's weird to some or exciting to others. Know that God is working through you in this. The deepest secret is that life is not a process of discovery but a process of creation. You are not discovering yourself, but creating yourself anew. Seek, therefore, not to find out who you are. Seek to determine who you want to be. And the beautiful part about this is that who we want to be 
I believe God has already ingrained it in our souls. That's there. That's the grand plan. Now it's how do we become it? How do we find more of ourselves? The power of prayer. You know, I love to pray. Prayer is so special, and I needed to add it here because this is a different way of thinking of it. When one remains in Jesus, they have the assurance that their prayers will be answered, not because we asked, but because God himself has already proved it to be true. This isn't a promise for worldly desires, but rather for requests aligned with God's will and purpose. What if we started praying as thanksgiving? What if we started praying already saying, thank you, God? But remember that what you're praying for, there's a big difference between the ego and the mind's prayers and the soul's heart's prayer. When you are praying from your heart, the desire within yourself, you can already thank God because he put that desire in your heart and it so will become. Anything that you desire in your heart, you can pray for and just thank God. Now remember that it's in his time and it's going to show up in his way. We may ask for something and it's going to show up in a different way. And then we feel like, oh, my prayer wasn't answered. But God's always going to answer the prayer in the way that it needs to be answered. And it's important for us to become aware. Because a lot of times I hear people saying, I ne- God doesn't talk to me. I pray to him and I never hear him. Do you feel? If you run away from your feelings, it's going to be hard to hear God. Because God's going to speak to us through feelings and emotions and this deeper inner knowing, almost like that gut feeling that you know. That's how God speaks to us. He wants to remind you that what you need to know and what you need is already embedded in you. You don't have to seek outside of yourself to connect with God. That's why we make it so important to do centering prayer. We know, I mean, now you guys like it, but in the beginning, people thought we were so weird. They were like, oh, here we go again. We got to meditate, you know? But we did it because that's how you connect with God. There's many ways, but that's a really important one. And a lot of us don't get the opportunity to practice stillness in our day-to-day life. But if we really think about it, what does God want? Be still. Be still and be in me. Let me be inside of you. Let me speak to you. But I need you to silence the mind. I need you to remove all the blockages, all the walls that you've put up and open up your heart. It's hard for us to do that, though, because we don't trust a lot. And it makes sense. Sometimes we can't even trust ourselves. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. Humans are going to make mistakes. God is not human. God is not human. He, thank God, he lives in us. Yes, we are walking, breathing manifestations of God, but God can be trusted. He is this loving energy that loves you unconditionally. There's nothing that you have to do to earn this. This is your birthright. We are literally walking on his kingdom and we walk so shy, so hidden That's when God weeps, when we're not ourselves, when we don't embrace the fullness of ourselves. Express yourself in all of your creation within. And that's how you can really show God that you believe in him, by being your truest, most authentic self. So when you pray, pray with a thankful heart. Not with the attachment or you don't have to be egotistical about it, though. Like, I know it's going to happen. No, do it humbly but also knowing that God has the power to do it all.
because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I think it's hard for us sometimes when this, these types of illustrations, because we're like, how can you move a mountain? Aren't there mountains within us? Aren't there huge mountains that are inside of us that are covering our hearts that God has actually moved? Hasn't there been really tough times, struggles that we're suffering, that we're experiencing, that God moves? Remember, he, Words can only do so much. We're trying to illustrate really what God can do within us. Remember the mountains, the ocean, nature, it's also in us. So know that when God says he can move a mountain, if you pray for it and believe that God can do it, he can do it. But you must believe. That's the first step is believing and acknowledging the truth of God. God is not small. God is magnificent. There are no limitations to what he can do and what you can do with him. Acknowledging God's majesty. Glorifying God involves recognizing and acknowledging his greatness, majesty, and the divine attributes. It's an act of reverential acknowledgement of God's supremacy and sovereignty over all things. Let's read the next part. Holy moments are contagious. Every holy moment inspires another one. The butterfly effect of even the smallest holy moments are outstanding. Every collaboration with God yields unimaginable fruit. Moses liberated the Israelites in collaboration with God. Mary gave birth to Jesus by collaborating with God. The boy with five loaves and two fish fed thousands of people in collaboration with God. You too can collaborate with God. And by collaborating with God to create one holy moment a day, you never know who will be touched by the chain reaction you set off. A holy moment is a smile. A holy moment is a hug. A holy moment is being present to experience the holy moment that is happening right here, right now. Just because it seems small doesn't mean that there isn't a ripple effect. When you understand the power that you have within yourself to heal others with your love and embrace, there is nothing that you can't do with God. My heart is beating so much because I feel God like, yes, 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 because it's true. It's true. We have to understand that God wants us to do life with him. You know, it says a lot in the Bible to fear God. And I used to struggle with this because I would think, how can I fear? Why, or how, why would I fear such a loving God? And then I thought about it as, I need to be so afraid to not have God in my life. What if that's how we thought about it? To be so afraid to not have God in our lives. It's not that we have to fear him himself. We have to fear the idea of life without him. That's the true fear. If I really think about it, I would be so sad to do life without God. And once I start to really embrace myself and start to know myself more, I start to feel how deeply rooted God is in me. 
and how when I move my mind and my ego out of the way and my own personal, you know, like the way that I think, God works. God works through me. And I'm able to help heal and help others in ways that I'm not even realizing. Me standing up here, I'm just speaking from my heart. And I pray and I know that God will allow these words to sit into someone and actually help them in some way. But I have to understand by acknowledging the majesty of God that it's not me. That it's when I remove me that God works through me. Does that make sense? Right? It's so beautiful to know that we can do so much with God. That we are not limited when we have God. That he has given us every tool in the toolbox that we need. That we just have to sit with our feelings a little bit. We have to sit in the stillness. We have to allow him to come to us and be prepared and ready to listen and to open up our eyes and our hearts to him. Understand that God doesn't need a specific place or time to speak to you or to connect with you. And what I've learned and noticed is that because of our cell phones, because of just the distraction of life, we miss so many opportunities to actually commune with God. So I started to practice being present wherever I am. Some people don't like this because that means I never text back. But wherever I am, I am present. I am where my feet are. This is where God wants me to be. I am going to be here and I'm going to open up myself to experience God in this moment because God speaks to us through each other, through the trees, through the ocean, through the music. God is creative. He is the most beautiful artist that we've ever experienced. So open yourself up to all of it because he's speaking to you. I want to finish with uh, these I don't even know who they are, but these are the mystics. This is what they say. <laughs> I just thought it was beautiful. To know God is to glorify God, and to glorify God is to know oneself. The mystics see the fingerprints of God on every leaf, every face, and every breath. The heart that beats in harmony with God's will glorify him in every moment. Let's pray. Let's take a deep breath with me. Inhale nice and big. Exhale. God, we thank you so much. We thank you for creating us in your image, creating us with no limitations, no boundaries, for wanting us to be our most authentic self, to express ourselves fully, to stay connected to you at all times. God, we ask you that you speak to us louder, that you show us more, that you remove the distractions and you allow us to be present with you at all times, God. We understand that without you, we are nothing, that it is with you that we are everything and that we are capable of doing all that we want and all that you desire. God, we are so grateful for this very moment that we have together. God, we love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Aw, thank you. I love you all so much. Have a blessed day.